Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. Okay, today we're talking about how to thrive in a toxic, deficient world. But in reality, what we need to do is look at uh, your philosophy. Like, how do you want to approach this? Okay, let's look at the difference between knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge, the definition, is knowing or understanding something, especially about a particular subject, having awareness of facts or truth. Now, that's knowledge. Now, knowledge is information. Now, wisdom, okay, the definition for wisdom, the ability to use knowledge and or experience intelligently capable of determining what is wise versus what is unwise. Um, Wow. Okay, so now, in this era of where the right drug at the right time and the right dosage, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, kills 128,000 people every year. That's like five jumbo jets crashing, I think it's every week. So this is insane where you're taking a symptom, you have a symptom, which your intelligent body is presenting, and then you're prescribed a medication which can be toxic to you to cover up that symptom. And that just, it, it, there, there is knowledge there, but there is no wisdom. So when we're living in a society that forces you to take your drug or to take your shot or to take your pill in order to get an education or to um, have a job, okay, then it's totally different. Now, they're developing technology uh, that will make you take your pill, and they will know if you've taken it. There's a little transmitter inside of the pills. Now, currently, this is not on our market that I know of, but it is in the works. And the theory behind this is that you need to take your pill if you have dementia in order to stave off more damaging effects. So that's the theory. But if you'd have talked to me um, 10 years ago and said, oh, yeah, they're going to force vaccinate without informed consent uh, every man, woman, and child in America, I would have thought you were insane, that there's no way the American Civil Liberties Union would go along with it. There's no way parenting groups would go along with it. But it's very, very easy to control a panicked, ignorant population. And if you come up with uh, just insanity that says measles is attacking us when uh, if you have sufficient amounts of vitamin A, it's never going to negatively affect you. And you're talking less than 1 in 10,000 people were damaged permanently by measles, that it was a benign illness. Uh, So why are we panicking over it? Just watch the Brady Bunch measles episode to see how far the psychosis goes. So we have a medical profession that's forcing their products on us. They have no liability for vaccines, and they're not arrested for it. So we're, we're looking at our, our health is danger. You can also look at the, the solar radiation management. Uh, they just came out a few weeks ago with glyphosates, which is the herbicide that's in our air, it's in our water, it's in our soil, it's in our food, Okay, that it causes cancer if you're a groundskeeper. Uh, 
Now, nobody is going to the store shelves and removing bread, bread products, and cereal products, and all of the different products that have wheat in it that's soaked in glyphosates. Nobody's going up to the store shelves and removing the animal products from concentrated animal feeding operations because we know if these animals eat corn, such as the BT corn, where it was genetically modified to have the pollen be poisonous to insects, and if that animal eats it, it gets embedded in the meat. And we know from studies in Canada that this this meat that has the Bt toxin in it that's poisonous to insects, that it can survive the mom's digestion and get embedded in the umbilical cords in kids. So this is something that destroys the normal gut flora. So we have the glyphosates and the Bt toxins. We have the genetically modified foods all of which are damaging the intestinal tract. And what's the intestinal tract? What's the gut? It's 80% of your immune system, and this is where serotonin is produced. So when we see leaky guts, what does that mean? Hashimoto's or thyroid conditions, anxiety, stress, or depression, uh, irritable bowel, inflammatory bowel disease, all of which are at epidemic proportions now. We're not just talking about the autism epidemic, which is now 1 in 28 boys, uh, which in just five more years, it's going to be one in two. And now, the medical system is, is the pe- the, these are the people that you're supposed to go to for advice on health. Now, their paradigm is completely different. Their philosophy is that something is attacking your body, and they're going to give you a medication or drug or something to change that response of your body. So if you're toxic and deficient, but your body is responding with elevations in blood pressure or blood sugar or uh, higher adrenal gland hormones and lower functioning thyroid, which, which in, in type 2 diabetes, which all of those conditions are a normal stress response, So instead of the medical world looking at your stressors and looking at the physical, chemical, emotional stressors and respecting the body's processes, no. You get the beta blocker, diuretic, ACE inhibitor. You get something to reduce your blood pressure. You get the metformin and glucophage, something to reduce your blood sugar. Then you get, of course, you can't eat right, so you get the antacid, even though the antacid can increase risk of heart problems. And then no one's talking about your diet, so you're eating a glyphosate-soaked uh, bread with the BT toxin burger that you just got from McDonald's, and you're eating this stuff which is destroying your normal gut flora where 80% of your immune system is, and then you wonder why you have inflammatory bowel disease. So then you're given the steroid and the anti-inflammatory, and of course you got to toss in a poisonous mold called the antibiotic, and then you wonder why you feel bad. And then you go to the doctor, and they say, gee, looks like you've got inflammatory bowel disease, type 2 diabetes, elevations in blood pressure. Thank God we got to you in time. Here's the drugs. When all of that can be changed by looking at the body's responses and what is intelligent and what isn't. Let's look at something. Okay, now, now <laughs> I was looking at this one um, uh, historical museum. Now, if you're ever in the French Quarter in New Orleans, Check out, check out the Farmers Museum. On the second floor, 
on the left-hand side of the staircase, okay, in the first room on the left side, and the far right cabinet. Okay, so I'm, I want you to find this poster. It was a poster from 1906. Now, uh, and it it was an article out of this magazine that was really, really popular back then. I think it was Harper's, but I, I'm not sure about the article. But uh, I'll have it tonight for our health talk. But here's a quote out of it. Well, first, let me tell you about the drug that it was introduced. Okay, um, now you've heard of, you may have heard of acetanilide. Acetanilide was first introduced in a medical practice in 1886, uh, but it, it became apparent that massive toxic effects and cyanosis uh, due to a problem with liver and kidney damage. Now, after several conflicting results over the next 50 years, it was established in 1948. So now think of this. This drug was introduced in 1886, but it wasn't until 1948 that acetanilide was, um, they found out that metabolized or was broken down to acetaminophen. Uh, now, so they changed it. Now, they're using this drug that can cause liver and kidney damage. I found it in 1905 on this poster that they had a list of the people that this killed in New York City. But they took it off the market in 1948, and they reintroduced the metabolite into Tylenol, or acetaminophen. And this is currently the deadliest drug in America. Now, what this article goes on to say, acetaminophen is well-known, although it's toxic in excessive amounts. Um, I'm going to read just a small quote of this article. Now, remember, this article was written in 1905. Uh, the education of the population was way greater back then. Right now, we're seeing a massive decline in IQs. And so the language is a little bit um, more, more uh, flowery. Okay, quote, when one comes to the internal remedies, the proprietary medicines proper, they all belong to the tribe of Capricorn under one of two heads, harmless frauds or deteriorious drugs. For instance, the laxatives perform what they promise, but taken regularly, as thousands of people take them, and indeed as the advertisements urge, they become an increasingly baneful necessity. Acetanilide will undoubtedly relieve a headache of certain kinds, but acetanilide, as the basis of these headache powders, is prone to remove the cause of symptoms permanently by putting a complete stop to the heart action. Invariably, when, steadily, uh, when taken steadily, it produces constitutional disturbances of insidious development, which can result fatally if the drug is not discontinued, and often enslaves the devotee to its use. End of quote. Okay, I think that's beautiful. I mean, when you think about this, how, how, how eloquent, okay, the verbiage is, and then how insidious and dangerous. So that means that this is um, a problem that's in our, in our society. Now, since the pharmaceutical industry runs the, uh, the media, and we're talking radio, TV, all you have to do is turn on a, a commercially produced program, and this could be on cable. I was I was literally watching a documentary about planets, okay, the other night, and I thought it was really cool. Except every other commercial was about, oh my gosh, uh, 
You can now get your prescription drugs delivered to you. You don't even need a doctor. You can talk to the doctor over the phone, and he can order you the prescriptions. I mean, it's the the drugging of America is making us sicker and dumber. Now, when did this start? It started back in the 1800s, or possibly before that. But let's look at the idea. Now, you may have heard of the germ theory. The germ theory uh, is that, that germs are causing a disease, or pathogens are actually negatively affecting how the body works. Now, Theobald Smith, you know, this was a brilliant uh, pioneer. Now, he lived from 1859 to 1934. He was an epidemiologist, a bacteriologist, a pathologist, and this guy, lots of contributions to medical science. He developed this formula for severity disease. Now, think of this uh, equation. You got virulence of the pathogen times the number of pathogens times the opening size. So in English, you've got the number of bugs times the strength and powerful of the bugs and the opening size over the resistance of host. Now, so it's really the resistance of host is the, is the key. Now, we also wrote an article back in 1906, and research into the cause and antecedents of disease, its importance to society. And he even starts off the article with, quote, medical science or the study of disease is but part of the science of life or biology. Interesting, isn't it? So if we really look at articles like this, that, that disease, that medicine is the study of disease. They're not the study of health. So if we lump them into health care, that's a, 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 a false assumption that they're designed to look at a disease and, and understand the, the problems or pathologies associated with it. They're not going to look at the cause of the disease being some of the therapies they've been given. And this is where polypharmacy comes in. The average person over 60 is taking 12 prescriptions a year or 7 prescriptions a day. That means that these people are completely drugged. Now, no one knows what one drug does with another. So when you get that patient with 12 prescriptions, like it's pretty much average, like I just had a conversation with a patient who was taking two blood pressure medications and two drugs for type 2 diabetes. Now, the guy is 50 pounds overweight, and so he used to have a very horrible diet and lifestyle. He was taking 11 prescriptions, but now he's down to four. And so what advice can you give him? Well, for one, don't take two drugs together. Now, this makes sense because you're not impinging on the physician that's prescribing the drugs. Okay, you're saying, look, uh, no one knows what two drugs do together, let alone four. And that makes sense. And when you look at the University of Alabama that says every time you take one blood pressure drug, your risk of stroke increases. That's right. Your risk of stroke increases if you're taking a blood pressure drug. That means that if you're taking two of them, you have a greater risk of stroke. So if you separate them, you're going to decrease the toxic effect of the drug.
Now, if you know that metformin and glucophage, both drugs designed to take for type 2 diabetes, uh, increase your problems with heart or cardiovascular disease. In fact, if you lower your blood sugar 9%, you increase death 14%. So we know he's taking four drugs out of four that can cause damage to the heart. Okay, so that's a big deal because he had a mini stroke or transit ischemic attack, and they say he may have had a heart attack, so he's taking four drugs that can contribute to it. Now, you might be curious, how many drugs was he taking when he had the, the transit ischemic attack or the TIA and the heart? So he was taking 11. So we know that the more drugs you take, the healthier you are not. So what do we do knowing that the therapies that the people in authority are giving you uh, can be toxic and deficient? Well, let's look at the, at the world. So when you look at this, think of this. Most of these diseases that are coming up are made up. They're just the body defending against toxicity and deficiency. So now we go into the knowledge and the wisdom thing. I want you guys to have the knowledge, but also the wisdom to know how to utilize this knowledge. Your body is self-healing and self-regulating. When you're under stress, and this could be physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body's going to respond the same way. If you're under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your heart rate is going to elevate. Your blood, su blood supply to the gut is going to be decreased. Why? Because digestion is metabolically expensive and you're just trying to survive. Uh, the liver is going to start to break glycogen down to glucose, so blood sugar is going to be elevated. The thyroid is going to be suppressed and the adrenal glands are going to be active. So what does chronic sympathetic dominance or chronic stress look like in a human being? We're going to look at elevations of blood pressure, low-functioning thyroid, decreased blood supply to the gut, so we're talking inflammatory bowel disease, irritable bowel, reflux, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, um, all of these conditions, type 2 diabetes, which is 95% of all diabetics. So you're looking at the majority of health conditions. Now let's say, let's say just for the heck of it, that this physical, chemical, or emotional stress goes on for day after day or week after week or month after month. Okay, what is this person's diet going to be like? Okay, unless they're 100% organic and plant-based, they're going to have diet issues. They're going to have anxiety issues because serotonin is produced in the gut. They're going to have um, poor sleep patterns. They're going to be getting up at night to pee. So their whole body and physiology is going to be shifted to a stress state. And then they're going to be misdiagnosed okay, with um, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, anxiety, stress, colon disorders, reflux, I mean sleep disorders, and hence they get put on a number of different medications, keeping that person in a sick state because none of these medications adjust the address the cause or the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. So let's turn this around. And it's going to seem ridiculously simple, but I see it every day, and I've seen it every day for over 20 years. You don't treat the symptom. You treat the cause. No, it can't be that simple. Yes, it is that simple. Okay, you look at the, the human body is designed for health. 
it's naturally healthy. So if you've been prescribed a blood pressure drug or an, an anti-inflammatory or a digestive disorder or an anxiety or stress disorder, let's look at the whole body. So first, you have to get your nervous system checked by a corrective chiropractor. And that means you've got to get a set of digital x-rays, hopefully a heart rate variability analysis, hopefully a rolling thermal scan, surface electromyography, whatever they're going to do. But they have to have objective analysis to see if your body's under stress. Now, guess what? Maybe you're perfect. Maybe you have a beautiful curve, no degeneration, perfect physiologic adaptive physiology. Then perfect. Then you go on to the next one. Then you check the chemical stressors. Okay, and this is going to be looking at medications and diet and bowel movements and physiology. Okay, are you in a stressed state because you're emotionally stressed? Let's look at your autonomic function. Are you in a fight or flight stress state or sympathetic dominant or are you in a parasympathetic um, a, a state where your body is balanced, where you can regenerate tissue as well as adapt to certain stressors? So, Think of this. You've cleared the physical stressor. And let me tell you right now, if you have physical stressors such as reverse curve in the neck, loss of curve in the neck, unstable pelvis, buckling or rotation of the spine, compromised nerve supply, you could take the greatest supplements in the world. You could do the best yoga class in the world. You could do anything for health. But unless you fix that structure, you are always going to be in a stress state. That's bottom line. So you've got to get the structure corrected. Then you look at the chemical stressors. What's your diet like? Okay, and this is going to be really clear. You've got to go organic, plant-based, seasonal, and that means if you're going to eat animals, you've got to be once a week to once a month. And yes, they have to be healthy animals. And this is going to be exceptionally important for um, the, today's society. But plant-based is better for this, the, 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 the planet, and, and very few animal products is better for the planet. The concentrating animal feeding operations that are in this country are creating very, very sick animals, and sick animals give a sick product. I mean, if you're looking at, at the milk in this country, bovine growth hormone is present in it. And we can't even sell this stuff to other countries because they know that you're going to have a massive rise of endocrine-based tumors, such as breast tumors, uterine tumors, ovarian fibroids. I mean, we're looking at prostate issues, everything from eating high dairy or high um, toxic animal products. And I say toxic dairy because if you have raw dairy, there's actually some benefits to that. But but the toxic commercially produced dairy with the bovine growth hormone is poisonous. So now you look at the chemical stressors. What type of medications are they on? More than likely, the medications are going to be stress-related. Like if you've had your gallbladder removed, that means chronic stress. It's It means that you've been under physical, chemical, or emotional stress years before and low healthy fat diet, and that caused the gallbladder to be removed. So with the gallbladder removed, you can't absorb fats as well, so you have massively increased your fats, okay, in order to get your body healthy. But they have to be healthy fats. So remember, you got the physical stress taken care of by getting um, the x-rays, heart rate variability, rolling thermoscan, surface electromography, whatever 
whatever a chiropractic doctor who's a nerve specialist is going to look at. Now here's the challenge. The 86% of the schools in this country are not teaching chiropractors the way I was taught. I mean, I graduated over 20 years ago where they actually had a vitalistic philosophy that they would teach to chiropractors, that the body is self-healing and self-regulating, that, that the body can reverse disease processes just by stimulating, okay, by, by relieving the pressure on the nervous system, that there was an innate inborn intelligence in the body, and that the chiropractic adjustment was not to move bones in place, but to release this vital force energy so the body can adapt and thrive. Guess what? They're not teaching that anymore. So now, what are they teaching? They're teaching the medical model. Because the medical system, the pharmaceutical industry, the biggest industry in the world, the one that runs our media, that's running our government, is now taking over the chiropractic colleges, just like they took over the osteopathic colleges. I mean, if you look at Dr. Still, who started the osteopathy, he would be rolling around in his grave. He would never give a pill, a potion, or a lotion for a symptom. The guy was a real doctor. Uh, so... Now, the chiropractors today are not being taught uh, to be real chiropractors. They're trying to medicalize the system. So you, we've got a list of seven questions to find a corrective chiropractor. All you need is somebody that says yes to five of them. That's it. You find somebody that says yes to five of the seven questions, you've got a good guy. Then you look at your diet. You look at an organic plant-based diet. Um, why? Because it's better for you and better for the planet. If you're in an extremely stressed state, you're going to have to do some juicing and blending because your body cannot break down the nutrients. You're going to be going grain-free, bread-free if you're in a stressed state. Why? Because these are high glycemic index foods. Because grains, even healthy grains like organic, whole food, you know, uh, whole grains, they can raise your insulin levels because it, it, it breaks down to glucose very, very quickly. So eliminating grains for the first few months and then only taking very little is a good idea. That means corn, wheat, um, rice, I'm talking all grains gone. Um, and this is, again, to reduce the insulin levels to help your body recover. Then you look at the chemical stressors of the medical therapies. If you're taking two dr more than one drug, Find out why you're taking them all, because by doing the lifestyle changes, by getting your nervous system corrected, by, by finding out why your drugs were prescribed, by adopting healthy nutrition, healthy deep sleep, healthy mental and emotional exercises where you're changing your physical, chemical, and, and emotional stress, the drugs that you were prescribed when you were sick may not be needed. So you need to find a qualified healthcare professional that's going to understand that if you change lifestyles, that if you change to an organic plant-based diet, that you get your nervous system working correctly, that if you deal effectively with the physical, chemical, emotional stress, that your physiology is going to change. I know, say it with me. Duh. Okay, it's kind of like, hey, You've taken 12 drugs. If we go to a desert island and you only have fresh fruit, fresh water, fresh fish, and you have no access to pharmaceuticals, will your health improve or decline? Guess what 100% of people say? Oh, it will improve. You're right. 
It, and it blows me away that, that we have this wisdom, this wisdom deep inside of us, okay, that, that tells us how our body responds to the environment, adapts and can thrive. But we're confronted with this ignorant knowledge, this knowledge that's based in a completely disease sickness paradigm. It's the study of disease, which is what medical the system is. And, and even now, they're not allowing real doctors to be real doctors. Do you think, really, that every child on this planet needs 72 doses of 17 different vaccines, and they're all going to have the same response and no negative effects? Ask yourself this. Do we have healthier kids now than we did 30 years ago? Do we have a healthier planet now? Do we have less disease rates now? Well, I'll tell you right now, the planet is sicker and dumber now than it ever has been. Now is the first generation born that will not outlive their parents. So this is taking a step back, looking at how your body is supposed to function. The five keys to health that we put on Every health talk for the last 20 years, you need to have your nervous system checked. You need to exercise regularly, half hour a day. You need to get an organic, plant-based, seasonal diet. You need to get deep sleep, and you need to have prayer and meditation. Why? Because those five keys are going to deal effectively with the physical, chemical, and emotional stress. When you change your physical, chemical, and emotional stress, you change the need for most of the medications you were given. So it's prudent and responsible and vital that you monitor your physiology or you at least have your, your, your doctor tell you how to monitor it so that you can be checking your blood pressure or blood sugar at home. You do that and you could thrive in this world. This is Dr. John Bergman, and we're going to have an open forum tonight, open on Facebook, open on YouTube. So call in your questions and I'll be answering as many as I can. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you. And when you look at the mirror, look at your reflection and smile. Because you are an intelligent design. And there is an innate beauty and intelligence inside of you. And let's express that through a vital, a vitalistic approach. Have a great day. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.